0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. Why don't
1: more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing, so we made ByHeart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Here's a
2: cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
3: Calling them into their awareness, I think is where that accountability comes from, because we definitely can't make someone care about what other, you know, everyone else in the house, especially if they feel like they're not receiving respect. And so it's like calling them into that awareness
0: Hey guys, it is Monday and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered podcast. And this is a special podcast because Nat and I started The Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, Because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, Really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us. We all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
3: Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
2: But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month H E L P dot com slash cat and nat.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, if you all don't, you've been in this group before. And when I heard you and listened to you, I reached out personally to you um, to work with me and my family because I think what you do is so remarkable. You're, I call you like, the teen whisper with no pressure to try to fix something. It's just someone to help guide you. I feel like you're a guiding, you're the teen guiding light. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're someone who like, it's almost like their anchor in a time when they don't want to be anchored by anybody. Um, And you're the, you're the, you're like the teen safe place. If that makes
3: sense. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means everything. So we, you know, mm-hmm. I, I personally
0: created, I, I, I emailed the team and I said, we need this immediately because if, if this is something one of us is going through, we're probably all going through it. And I researched why developmentally, well, first of
3: all, what do you do and what do you like to be known as? Love to be known as a parent coach and a teen whisperer. I am here to support all families who are interested in support with being more connected, consciously connected and actually having an authentic relationship, especially during the years that are often seen as difficult and experienced as difficult, even for many of us as young people. Okay.
0: So I love that. But when you feel like you cannot connect with them, like mm. they don't want to connect can you force them to connect or no?
3: We could try to force. And I think what we know, if we look at history and the present moment is forcing isn't, I mean, it might work temporarily. And by work, I mean, someone might get their needs met. The adult might feel like, okay, we have the conversation, we're connected. But it's so much more than that because it's not about checking a box, having having like the sex talk or having a talk, or it's like, okay, now we're connected because we spent half a day together. It's really about, Who is this person seeing teenagers and young people as people, not as problems and also owning our part in the dynamic of the relationship, just like with any other relationship. It actually takes time and energy and effort to really um, to pause long enough to get curious, to listen and to really begin to understand who they are. And it all a lot of it changes in the teen years. So it's kind of like starting again sometimes.
0: So I recently, I often, there's a parent, if you're in a relationship, one parent deals with the the, the child differently than the other. And mm-hmm. I found it helpful that I Googled like developmentally where a teen girl is or boy, and it happened to be a girl. And it was like, they are developmentally on track if they're rolling their eyes, sassy, yes. overly yeah. responding, like aggressively. If they're, you know, um, arms are crossed, body language, like... Critical of you. And my husband writes back, good to know we're on track developmentally. And I was (laughs) like, I just, I want you to see this, but in the same token, how do we as parents, when all really, all you want to do is be like, like, look at you, you're so ungrateful. Like you want to respond because you can't believe the behavior is actually happening Mm -hmm. What are some of the things we can say back to, to, to them as people when we know it's developed, when you actually begin to understand it's developmental, you can Mm -hmm. kind of look at it differently because it's not like a behavior issue, but it's very hard to let go of that when they're doing it. Is there something we can do to hold them accountable? So we don't feel like we're, we're raising entitled
3: ungrateful children. We can so model gratitude by being grateful for this part of their evolution. And I know it's really hard to get there. But I think um, what you just said is so important when we really understand that it's, oh, this change isn't just happening because they're being a jerk. It's or they want to get under, you know, my skin or push my buttons. It's because they're actually forming their own identity, their opinions, their autonomy, their interdependence. And that's what parents want for their kids. That's what we want for teenagers as they become young adults. And so it, it is a reframe. And so many of us grew up with behavioralist parents, where it's like, it's all about what we did, how we set it, our tone, our A's, um, our grades, all of this. This is what we grew up with. And now we're growing out of it. And young people are really showing us it's not about that. And it's really not even about the tone. Because the tones and the attitudes and the sass are really telling us this is important. I feel deeply about this. There's a right and wrong here. My values are in this place, not that place. And so if we can remember that it's developmental long enough to pause and get curious and listen. Then it's like, that's actually when we do figure out how our kids are because parents are often saying to me, how do I get my kids to talk to me? They're talking to you. It's just not in the the, the package you want. And so it's actually going, I don't care what package it comes in, what the SAS attitude, all that. I don't care. They're talking to me and they're inviting me into their stress, their worry, their frustration, and their anger. Even if it's pointed at the parent, these are the moments to listen because this is going to help them talk to you and stay connected to you. Cause they're going to know that you can embrace their mess and their big oh, emotions. It's so hard. Like, <laughs>
0: how do you, like, I really do a person. I'll just use my personal, my personal experience. Like, Yes. You know, I I am beginning to see lineage between um, independence and like, so let's just say she goes out to a party with a bunch of friends, like goes out for dinner with a bunch of friends. The the sass comes in tenfold the next day. And I know that's because I'm, as she's stepping forward, I'm stepping back being like, okay, Mm -hmm. you're beginning to go into your own world. And now you're testing out what it's like not to have me because you have your people. But how do I know Mm -hmm. that I'm not, um, I'm not reinforcing the behavior by not holding her accountable for the disrespect or the rudeness or assume disrespect and rudeness of, you know, the sass is intense. Like just like the disrespectful comments back. How are we I'm, hold, letting them know that that's a boundary that I'm not comfortable with. of you treating me that way? Like, can we say yeah. that or do we just let them spew? Cause they can change a whole mood in a house. They can hijack oh, yeah. the mood and the house. And to me, that's not acceptable. So what can we say mm. and to be like, hey, this is a shared
3: space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a combination of kind of sticking with that curiosity and being like, whoa, something big's happening. And really just honoring that they're in a big emotional place. We, they might not want to talk about it. Of course, if that door is always open, great. And it, and it might also, depending on your child, be like, you want to go for a drive? Or it might be like, here's what what else is happening in the house you can totally feel angry you can totally feel pissed off or whatever's going on and um and we're gonna like be over here doing this you're totally welcome to join us so we're we're not then saying you can't feel your big feelings and that they're not okay because the rolling of the eyes isn't meant to be mean it's it's the way that they're able to show that they're in a big feeling space. At least that's how I experience it and how I understand it. And when we have that lens and that connection, the curiosity, then we can start to have those conversations where we're like, Hey, I'd love it if when things are big or you're feeling it, um, our conversations can look like this instead of like this. And you can even say, I'll own that. I sometimes am a jerk or I'm disrespectful I know I mm. da 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 because teenagers really it's not it doesn't help when we're like hey you can't be this and you can't be that and that's not right because they're thinking what you yelled at me last week or I remember when I was seven and da 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 like they're tracking and so it needs to be fair and so I think there's a way to do this where we balance that curiosity with boundaries while treating them as a person knowing that they're undergoing this massive transformation that is highly emotional and hormonal. And so in calling them into their awareness, I think is where that accountability comes from, because we definitely can't make someone care about what other, you know, everyone else in the house, especially if they right. feel like they're not receiving respect. And so it's like calling them into that awareness, giving them some options, some control, also carving space out if they want to talk about it Um and, while honoring I, the rest of the family.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of, of them, from what I'm hearing in the community, in the group, is they like it's basic things like, Hey, do you want some lunch? And it's like, how dare you ask them if they want lunch? And (laughs) you know, that's where the sort of the the knee jerk reaction happens is because it's not even about big moments. It's the little moments Mm that are you just, they just wake up and they're kind of like angry at you. And you're like, but you just woke up. Like, you know, you can't just wake up and be angry at me. So like in those moments, is that a self-awareness like to, are we being like, Hey, you just woke up and seem mad right now. I'm, is there something you mm-hmm. want to talk about? Or are we, what's the way to not knee jerk, but to
3: actually ha- like hold the mirror up and be like, this is what it's looking like right now. Yeah, I mean, one way, to, I love this example because this is so what everyone's going through right now. And there's a couple pieces. One is how would we treat our friends? Like a dear friend, if they woke up grumpy, we probably wouldn't be like, you're right. so disrespectful. Right. <laughs> so, so, So it's partly that. And I know it's a different dynamic. But we can incorporate some of these ways. How would we see a person that woke up having a rough morning if it's not our child? How come it's different when it's our child? and so part of it is because we're scared we're gonna raise an entitled mean person. We can just put that aside because there's nothing we can do about that really like if that's their path, that's their path. but what we what actually we can do <laughs> wait, are you saying think- the path is already made at thirteen <laughs> teenager like they, that path was made in thirteen and under basically, and now that that's Is that what, is that basically, well, some people do need to find their way to compassion and gratitude outside of the family. I mean, often all of us do in one way or another, but We definitely can't shove it down anyone's throat. And so to speak to that really common example, other than, okay, how are we seeing our child? Are they a person? Or are they like our child that needs to be good? right? Right. How are we seeing them? And so the other piece is like, let's remember that what they're doing is waking up way too early for what works for them. We would never do this to a baby, be like, get out of bed. Like you have to be like on and ready. And it's the same developmental stage, just bigger, obviously. And, you know, (laughs) it's it's later in life, but it has so many similarities because there's very specific sleep needed and teenagers are not getting it. There's a very small percentage that are. They're also spending their days going to school where they're likely not enjoying themselves and can't even go to the bathroom when they want to. And so let's remember that they're waking up going, ugh, unless you're really lucky and your kid's super into school the way and very type a, but so many people aren't.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. So you're saying, give them, give them a little bit of, I think you're right. Everyone is fearful that we're raised that their child woke up one day and is now entitled (laughs) rude and disrespectful. And you can't remember them before that age when they were kind, helpful Mm. and considerate. Right. So you can't remember that person because when you're in the phase, you're that's all you can see. So like, right. can right. can parents feel a little bit, your child doesn't fundamentally core value change at 13. They'll probably come back to that person when they get through who
3: they are, right? Yes. yes. They're, they're rejecting everything they came from. That's part of this phase. Not only are they releasing their frustration of maybe things that happened when they were younger, which is good. We want this to come out in our culture has a really interesting relationship with anger and frustration. We don't have a lot of space for it, but if they don't move that energy through as teenagers, they actually will later in life. And that's worse. And so what we're scared of is actually the best thing ever is that they can learn how to feel their feelings now. So they're not doing it at 30, having to go to therapy every day, not there's anything wrong with that. But if, if they can actually have that experience younger, there might be less to kind of look at and, and weed through and figure out, can we make space for their frustration? Is it okay that they're frustrated? And one small like shift could be, um, Hey, your lunch is on the counter. If you want it, let right. them choose instead of saying, here's your lunch and expecting them to go. Thank you so much for making me lunch. Like it's <laughs> not going to happen. And so giving them the choice and the option and remembering they're actually going to reject everything, all their childhood, because they have to blossom through like, into this new being, and yes they're going to return to some parts and they 're going to figure out who they are, and maybe adopt some of the things that were instilled as young people, um, some of the values of the family, but they do need to kind of go Ugh, and reject or divorce from the family unit in their teen years to really emerge as themselves
0: Wow I, I you touched about anger and how society doesn't have space for that, and you know what what happens if you have a really angry teen who is bigger than you and who is, you know, large, that, that happens. They, they become bigger than you. And, you know, really, it's really conflictual. Like, what are, and it it can be scary if you have a giant teen in the house and, you know, I I don't want to sugarcoat because I think that there's sass and there's rudeness and then there's anger. And I think when they're moving away from you and they're angry, that's super scary. Um, and the consequences get bigger as they get bigger. What are, are we just trying to keep them safe? Are we just trying to, are we letting them move through these emotions? Are we saying, Hey, you seem like you're angry at me, but don't raise your voice at me. Like, what are these mm-hmm. things? What are these like core things we can say back to protect our boundaries? I think that's really what it is. Like as yeah, grownups, we feel out of control of their mood. Fine. But then you have yeah. your own kind of place where you're like, that's kind of my line of where I'm not okay with you doing that to me.
3: Yes. And that's okay. We want this in all of our relationships We can still love one another and support each other and have boundaries. And so I think this is huge because often the present parenting, respectful parenting can be confusing because it feels like we need to be passive, but it's really not, it's not that. It's if you have the curiosity, if you've got the relationship, if you're seeing your child as a person, it's less likely this stuff will be happening, but it still can. And so when we, when we bump up against this, assuming it's not like abuse or something, and also Totally reach out for for the help that you need because sometimes this stuff can be rocky and big, and we don't want to sugarcoat it. But yeah, if there's a big kid and they're feeling big feelings, you're allowed to say, "Yeah, hey, get it. You're angry. Life sucks. This is miserable. Um, I'm gonna just leave for thirty minutes and come back like to connect again then, because I'm actually gonna go self regulate. And so this is great because we're modeling how to handle our own anger and make okay. a plan for the future so that they're not left feeling like I'm bad because I'm angry and now I'm abandoned by my parent. It's more like, oh, they're angry too or they're feeling big things. They're gonna like, you know, do their self-regulation and then we'll, and they'll return. You know, if you're able to stay, that's a different story. If it's safe to stay, totally, you can can say, okay, we're, yeah, we're angry. Let's, okay, let's feel.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim?
2: But
0: We hope you um, truly enjoyed listening to that expert because that's what it's all about is bringing you guys information quickly and easily so you don't feel overwhelmed because gosh, this parenting journey can feel so lonely and so overwhelming. If you are interested in knowing more about The Common Parent, head to thecommonparent.com. It is just full of amazing, useful, easy information to make you feel a little bit more in control and actually help your relationship with your teen or tween and to be honest with you, it goes across like all of our relationships because relationships are relationships are relationships. And couldn't we all use a little, little bit of help in that area? Um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you go to thecommonparent.com. And again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, wherever you may be, we hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day or night.